there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, representing some of the biggest motor manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! With uh, Patrick Thistle against Air United, then tomorrow Hamilton against Airdrie, and not to mention the games in the Premiership. It's going to be non-stop this weekend. And the women's game as well. Who's going to win the title? It's going to be the defending champions, Rangers. But Glasgow City in the box seat. If they win at the weekend, they're champions. If Celtic win, it could be them. What a weekend it's going to be. And at the bottom of the table, who is going down this summer? But I'm thinking, Mark Guidi, Barry Ferguson, it's just a year ago yesterday, Barry, you were in Seville. And uh, Mark and Barry, it's 20 years on Sunday since Seville for Celtic. So, Barry, can you believe that? That's a year ago. And so much has happened in that time. I saw your column this morning. It's kind of the end of the road now for that team, isn't it? That did so well. It's the, the changing in the guard this summer. Yeah, I, I think there's going to be a, a number of changes, no doubt about it. I'd mentioned when I was over in Seville um, a year ago, um, watching that team, you'd imagine it was going to kick on. But listen, it's not happened. Gio lost his job, a new manager's come in and now he's he's obviously made a couple of changes. We're bringing um, two new players in in January and I imagine so that you're going to see a number of players leaving. Rangers who have been good servants and also you're going to see a, a number of new players coming in. Um, and hopefully next year they're going to make a fist of it because uh, Celtic have been so dominant um, this year in terms of winning two trophies they're in the final another trophy so yep it's a big summer ahead for Rangers but crazy I was getting sent uh, pictures yesterday I couldn't believe it was a, a year ago yeah. um, it was a brilliant day listen it was memories for me I was lucky enough to play in one in 2008 but to yeah. go as a a fan with my, my two boys and my mates um, it was a day I'll, I'll never forget the only downside was obviously Rangers just couldn't get it over the line and Ryan Jack has signed an extra year. We'll hear from Michael Beale shortly. We're going to hear from John Kennedy, who was on media duties today, and a bit more from Callum McGregor. Also, Michael Beale's been asked about Jose Cifuentes, the Ecuadorian midfielder uh, in Los Angeles. Mark, you were at a massive game 20 years ago in Seville. We were all there covering it. Yeah. But you were at a massive game last night at the centre of the action, yeah. and a Scott has taken his team to a European final. We're talking West Ham and David yeah. Moyes. Yeah, I was lucky to beat the game last night, Paul. Fantastic for, for David Moyes um, to to. to, to West Ham yeah. European final we're talking about a year from Seville last year when Barry was there of course they got to the semi against Eintracht Frankfurt in that competition it was almost a Rangers West Ham final but uh, West Ham tactically brilliant last night played very well Altmar one or two very talented young players and then uh, of course West Ham get the, get the winner and stoppage time in a bit of trouble um, at the end but yeah. over the piece footballing wise a brilliant result and uh, sets up a, a really I think a mouth-watering final um, against Fiorentina on June the 7th in Prague Great for Davy Moyes, isn't it? Brilliant. Yeah. You, you were near the um, the action a yeah. after the game. What happened? It seems there was no police around. Some of the, yeah. the ultras got in to they attack did. the families and friends yeah. of the the West Ham team. Yeah, yeah. It, it was um, it was the pleasant part. It was, it was proper 
fighting. It mm. was proper um, attack by the 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 Altmar ultras on the, maybe a couple of hundred West Ham fans, friends and family. The, the kind of main West Ham fans, the, the punters, if you like, but the other end yeah, of the stadium. So sure. um, yeah. it was a kind of first one, but they kicked down a, a, a gate um, to get to them, and um, aye, it was it was pretty hairy. It lasted probably about 10, 12 minutes and then it was it was really security and stewards that we were dealing with. The, the police didn't arrive till actually at all um, calmed down and, you know, there was a few of the West Ham players could actually see that their, yeah. some of their loved ones oh, were in a, sure. a bit of trouble. So, um, yeah, it wasn't uh, pleasant uh, at all, but it's been dealt with and in terms of the football, it's brilliant for yeah, West Ham. It is. Barry, UEFA, a shambles. You know, mm-hmm. in Britain, Scotland, England, the <laughs> policing is much better. Yep. Look at Liverpool in the Champions League final, the fans last just this time last year. When, when are they going to do something? Yeah, I mean, watching the, the scenes last night, it was horrendous to watch it. Um, and I've got to be honest with you, I was thinking, if I was in the West Ham players' shoes, and as Mark just says there, they'd love ones there where yeah. they're getting attacked, mm-hmm. I would do exactly the same thing. Um, but listen, the, the security there needs to be um, questions answered. That's that's um, horrendous um, to put people um, in danger. It's it's not right. But listen, aside that, I thought West Ham were excellent last night. I was flying between a few games. Yeah, sure. um, but Newcastle. Uh, yeah. uh, David Moyes, he's come in for a bit of criticism. But listen, that just shows you how how good a manager he actually is. Um, and I seen the. the Obviously, after in the dressing room, the, the yeah. celebrations, he was a big part of that. And you can tell that West Ham team certainly play for him. They've just had a difficult season. He's had a few injuries as well, yeah. a few important players he's been missing. But overall, I thought it was a top-class performance and, and they deserve to be in the final. How happy did he look at the end? You saw him being yeah. interviewed in BT... Uh, yeah, he was so chuffed, yeah. wasn't he? It was great. Aye, and, yep. and you know, he's been he's been a manager for well, what twenty five mm. uh, years. Uh, you look at what he's achieved ten years ago. There's somebody took over at Man United, yeah. mm. um, and um, you know he's, he's got a chance to go and win a, a major trophy. He's had a brilliant three years at West Ham. The league hasn't been great this season, but he's managed to to survive it. They're safe um, again. He's got them to a European final, and of course, part of his backroom team, Matt Warburton, is in his backroom uh, team, and so is yeah. and so is Billy McKinley. Um, so it's good what? to see that those guys and there. a backroom team he's got they, they have well, and, uh, Kevin Nolan yeah, Kevin Nolan's course, there yeah. Paul, Paul Nevin who's yeah, okay. highly rated coach in the England set up um, as well but yeah okay. um, just seen some of the pictures sure. uh, from last night yeah. 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 I've just yeah. watched the pictures um, they're getting grabbed all the West Ham players but yeah. I, I see nobody's attempt to grab Antonio um, yeah. I wouldn't want to <laughs> grab him this yeah. do you know nobody was arrested La- okay. it's ridiculous listen point. I know we're having a laugh yeah. Joe, but that, no, that is terrible. absolutely ridiculous yeah. what happened sure. last night and right. the, listen they've got to get absolute hammered for that sure. let's go on the lines 08 08 17 17 700 Celtic fans were about to talk Seville 2003 but here's Sean a big Rangers fan on the line good evening Sean hi there Paul uh, hi there uh, yeah. Mark and hi there uh, young Barry Ferguson uh, hi Sean Sook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, you Sean See, see when you say that, congratulations to West Ham to get into UEFA Conference League. Congratulations on the, the Man City, where I'll definitely go to win the Champions League. I'll put my money on it. Yep. But see what you just say, sir, with the trouble you get in um, you, with the football in Europa League. Yep. See, to be honest, but see, see Europa League, it's always had a bad reputation mm-hmm. when it comes to violence. Uh, I think Rangers were over uh, in certain places in Europe. Celtic have been in certain places in Europe. And the reputation um, in Europe has been a disgrace. But 
I'm not blaming you for all the extent. Right, um, people might say, oh, the police are not doing the right job, but see, sometimes the European police, sometimes the European police, when they fling battens about, sometimes they bring, they bring trouble on, um, Paul, and yeah. Barry and sure. Um, Mark. Sure. Yeah, I mean, UEFA, needs, it's down to the police locally, but it happens too often. We've seen it in Italy, we've yeah. seen it in Portugal even. You know, countries football mad, but there's ultras everywhere now, Mark, aren't there? It's, the police need to... UEFA need to use their... Um, Experience and their influence to make sure the police. If you get, if you're going to get it in your city, a huge tournament, a huge game, you have to be able to police it properly. Yeah, you do, and you've got to be prepared for all eventualities. Paul, I mean, there's, there's weeks and days, you know, getting to prepping um, these games. You know, from all angles, you know, security risks. You know, they'll be aware. I mean, there was a bit of bother, bother counts last week at the home game in London, so they should have known right. You know, this is a, a high risk um, game. Let's make sure we're prepared. And you could see the ultras from the start of the game, and they didn't. They didn't just appear. You know, full time. They've been there the whole game, and then they started to make their way. As soon as West Ham scored, you could see them leaving and, and, and charging towards that gate that they eventually broke down. But yeah, the, the police weren't on the scene until pretty much everything um, had calmed down. So no, it's not good enough. But I think there's a wee bit of a problem been creeping in in Dutch football recently mm. a few games been abandoned different things so it's something really that, that Holland as a as a country needs to, to, to get a hold of because these are special moments Barry getting to European finals doesn't happen too often unless you're Real Madrid <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, issue, but, yeah again I don't care what European competition it is to get to a final and, and the teams that you have to get past um, some of them are really good teams and, and that AZ team was as Mark mentioned there, they're a club who produce top young players and if you see over the piece over the last four or five seasons, they've sold players for huge amounts. So that was a brilliant result for West Ham and they go in and they play against Fiorentina and for me, I think they'll get every chance of winning it. Who's going to win the other ones? Just Barry. briefly. Yeah. Wait, a minute, wait a minute, Sean. Hold on oh. a second. Roma, Seville. I jumped out my skin there. You're right, Sean. Who's going to win that one, Barry? Who do you think? Roma, Seville. Who do you fancy? Seville. Seville. Mark? Yeah. No, I'm going to go Roma Mourinho. He's just, okay. He's got, aye. Uh, but a good final. I'll go Roma. A sixth European trophy it oh. would be. Sean, who's going to win? Roma or Seville? Uh, Seville's got to win, but I'm going to say um, my friend Barry. Barry. <laughs> well, that's what I want to ask, right? See, with Seville, right? They, they, they don't play in one of the top leagues. They play in a decent league, right? But why can Seville get to six, seven European finals? Rangers and Celtic are probably be the two or three. Uh, West Ham, are, I think that's in getting to the first. What's yeah. it? A, what's what, what is all What is Seville go with Rangers and Celtic in that avenue? Yeah. Double or treble their budget for a start. That that's right. what they've they've got. They pay huge amounts in in terms of wages, and they can go and pay twenty, thirty million pound for a a player, Sean. So that's the reason why. Right. Um, they can get to um, finals. The, the only problem they've got with La Liga is they've got Barcelona and Real Madrid. Yeah, it's a bit right. like like here, but on a different scale, Mark, isn't yeah. it? So yeah, those two, and then I, you know, there's, there's club, I, clubs yeah. have we periods sure. and cycles. Yeah. It was you and I, Emery, of course, wasn't it? Of it was a kind of Europa League specialist um, for for Seville. So uh, you tend you tend to find Sean that, that some clubs will. I mean, as when you look at Ajax. Three, four years yeah. ago, you know, producing um, De Jong and De Ligt, they sold for, I think, about 150 million combined. You now look at Ajax and they're struggling um, to finish third uh, in the, du the, the Dutch league. So, um, and Edwin van der Sar, their chief executive, said if, if we finish lower 
than fourth in the league I'll resign so he's put his neck in the in the block so you look at me different cycles of, of clubs Celtic means would love to be in that kind of big money um, but they're not but it does, shouldn't stop them trying to, to do as well as they can Sean thanks very much for your call 08 08 17 17 700 we were looking back at Seville last year Mark hard to believe it's 20 years oh. ago there was how many were there 80,000 or something no oh. arrests yeah. the Rangers fans were brilliant last year as well in Seville no arrests it's fantastic um, but it's such a disappointment Martin O'Neill told us in this studio yeah. a couple of months ago he's never watched a game back yeah I don't think any of the players um, have Paul uh, no it was, it was it was a great run. I think you know we we, we beaten a couple of the, the, the English teams on the way, like Liverpool and Blackburn. Um, you know, made it a uh, a special uh, run. It was the first time that a, a Scottish team had been uh, in a final in more than twenty years. I think at that mm. point. So um, no, it, it, it was good. You know, Henrik Larsson. I mean, genuinely was absolutely sensational. I mean, he's two headers that night. His overall game. Celtic went down to ten men. Ball to get sent off. Um, but no, it was it was a heroic game. Effort. Um, I think it was a scrap in the tunnel at half time with Mourinho and a couple of the, mm. the Celtic players and, and different things. So I it, it had it had everything yeah. apart from a victory. They wasted so much time and they were claiming the keeper yeah. was claiming about this the next day. Oh, well yeah. remembered. Yeah. yeah, the goalkeepers' union. Barry to get that distance. Celtic did play so well. There can't be many people who score a double in a final and they come in with the uh, the losers' medal. Yeah, but what you just says there, I don't blame Martin O'Neill or any of the players for not watching it back. I was the same. I've, I've not even thought about yeah. watching mm, back um, our 2008 final. Listen, you, you get to a final, you want to win it. Um, it might sound harsh, um, but that's what you're in competitions for, to win it. And when you work so hard and you beat so many good teams, which yeah. Celtic done and what the team I played in done, and you, you just find it the it falls or at the final hurdle. It's it's a sore one to take. So for both of you, given Alkmaar, I know they didn't make it to the final. Sean did touch on something there. Seville, not the biggest team in Spain, and I heard you, Barry, it's much bigger budget. I get it. But should Celtic and Rangers be doing better? And should they be saying for next season? Think of um yeah, the Champions League, Celtic are in it, Rangers might be in it, but the Europa League. Try to get into Europa League and yeah, go I, deep I th- into it. I think Rangers and Celtic and the, and the champ. Well, Rangers have still got to get through the qualifiers. Yeah. But I, I think if both of them are in the Champions League next year, they need to be looking at getting at least third place. They need to. Um, I, I think clubs of the size of Rangers and Celtic should be. Um, and it depends sometimes the luck of the draw as well. You, you, you hope to get a... Listen, there's no easy games in the Champions League. But for me, both of them should be looking at certainly cement in a third place and get your eye on that second spot which would be an unbelievable feat but third spot for me you take that all day long uh, they've, they've got you Paul when you look at both of their results um, last season it wasn't good enough you know, Rangers didn't get, a, didn't get a point Celtic um, lost heavily a couple of times um, so I think they should really they should be looking at seven points and what they've got to do first and foremost is, is turn their home games turn Parkhead and Ibrooks into a fortress again and I know that's easier said than done but you should be looking at if you take the number one seed out of the equation let's say as a Man City or a yeah. Real Madrid or whatever it may be and you say okay that's pretty much a write off six points gone out of 18 but you should be looking to win your, your two home games against the other two and nicking a point away from home somewhere on the road gives you seven points which would probably get you third place might even get you into into second but yeah they've got to look to, to stay in Europe and they've got to um, improve in that I mean you think about it you've got 50,000 at Ibrox 60,000 at Celtic Park they should be doing better at their, at their home games 
And I think Celtic in the Champions League next season, I think they'll be a bit more cautious. Okay. So I think Angel. Yeah, I think Angel. I think Angel tweak it. Mm-hmm. Listen, fundamentally, it'll pretty much stay the same. But I think it'll just be a, a, more of a focus on being defensively a bit more solid. Barry, could you see that happening? Well, it needs to happen because yeah. um, listen, they, they've done well mm-hmm. in games. But I mean, the, the game that jumps out at me was Leipzig away. They did miss, miss chances, yeah. but they were. They were on for the counter attack against them every single time, and that's where Leipzig got their got their um, goals. Um, so yeah, but I think you might, and I think if you look back at the cup final, Celtic kind of sat behind the ball and defended their box really well. Which normally, if you're talking about a Postecoglou team, they're normally gung ho and they, they 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 go forward. So if they want to try and achieve better than what they did last year, I think they need to shore it up a bit. We're going to take more of your calls after the break 0808 17 17 700 and we're going to hear from John Kennedy Michael Beale and Callum McGregor The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors Find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk Let's go Let's hear from the managers the Rangers manager and the Celtic coach John Kennedy on duty today as I mentioned he's talking about being back at Celtic Park it's been a theme for a few weeks it's the first time back for what six weeks yeah I think so I think it's always you know a special place in terms of uh, playing at Celtic Park in front of your own fans you know it's been you know a good few weeks now um, and obviously things have happened over those few weeks so it'll be nice to you know have a full house tomorrow in front of your own fans and, and again ultimately we want to you know, give them something back, which is you know high level performance, and that's that's what we'll try and do. PFA Manager of the Year will he be the Football Writers Manager of the Year? Mark, we've got a few nominations, haven't we? <coughs> Barry Robson in there, um, and Postecoglou, James, James McPake, McPake, and Stephen Robinson. Yeah, are the, are the, are the shortlist uh, of four. Yeah, so yeah, the the yep. Football Writers a week on Sunday. So, yeah, yep. so with big awards get out. So here's John Kennedy. He was asked, "What's it like working?" For and with Ange Postecoglou. Again, it's been it's been really good. We've got a really good relationship with him. Um, we got on very well. It gives us you know a lot of responsibility in, in different areas, which is which is good for myself and keeps keeps me busy. Um, but I mean, every manager I've worked with, I always take something off, you know. But he's certainly coming in with a, a different style. So again, from a coaching perspective, it's good to to learn from someone different who sees the game slightly differently. Um, and, and the big thing with him is just he's, he, he doesn't kind of veer off track you know he knows where he wants to go he knows how he wants things done uh, and that makes you know our job as, as coaches easier because we, we know his expectations we know the standards he demands and that's our job to go out and deliver on that um, and he trusts you with that so you know it's been, a, it's been a good working relationship you know he's done a terrific job since coming in you know he's come in, come in cold in terms of like from the other side of the world pretty much you know on his own He's had to get to know a lot, know a lot of people. Um, he's had to rebuild a squad, you know, and he, he pretty much brought instant success here to the club, and, he, and he's built on that once more. So, you know, he's, he's he's been a great addition for the club. He's been a great addition for myself and, and everyone else here at the club involved, and you know, long may that continue. Mark, he's made such a difference, hasn't he? In the 22 <coughs> months now, I see yeah. Dermot Desmond was in town. Yeah. Is there any news? <laughs> Hi, <laughs> uh, what was he doing? Is he trying to give him a new contract or um, just try to stave off uh, interest and see? Look, I think uh, I, I don't think Ange Postecoglou will leave this summer. I think um, he's definitely here for another year. Beyond that, Paul, I just think yeah. I think now football managers that you talk to a lot of them now, particularly at the high level and down south, it's really it's so demanding. You know, what I mean, I mean, it's proper seven days a week um, work, and I think if it, you know in a big pressure city like Glasgow and 
the expectation level at, at Celtic. Um, uh, you know, I wouldn't look too far beyond a third year for for Postecoglou. Let's let's wait and see. But um, I think he'll be there for the for the new season. He'll be getting to work already and signing targets. But before that, there's a treble to go and try and win um, in a cup final. And um, interesting as well, we John, because you think the managers that John's worked under, and coached under, um, you can clearly hear that he's got a lot of time and a lot of respect for for Postecoglou. And and, and no wonder because we've said many times he inherited a shambolic situation 22 months ago and absolutely flipped the football club on its head quite a benchmark isn't it now Barry what he's done in yeah, recruitment he's brought a brand of football yeah. look I've seen that brand of football before yeah. you see a number of teams down in the Premier League play like that um, but nobody's obviously done it in Scotland and um, it's exciting to watch it's very attack minded um, and he's uh, he's obviously done an excellent job and he's delivered what Celtic want and that's that's trophies John Kennedy was asked about last weekend play St Mirren tomorrow what about the hangover is there one from the 3-0 loss against Rangers No, I think we, we weren't overly critical I think we just analysed the game as we normally would um, it's obviously a disappointing performance for us firstly the result wasn't what we wanted um, but more importantly the performance you know we never quite reached the levels we expect and we, we know we can reach so that was probably the most disappointing thing but you know, over the course of the season, we can't we can't criticise the group and the squad. They've done terrific things. They've been very consistent. You know, put themselves in a great position now. Um, you know, already got the, the two trophies already uh, and in a cup final. So they've been a great group. Uh, they've worked really hard this year. They deserve all the, the praise they've got. You know, but again, we've very high standards. This club, the managers, you know, sets them every week. So um, there's certainly you know some things to look at come Monday morning. Are they going to change the team much, Mark? Do you think for Tomorrow, eight might do. Paul, it's good. I, mean, I think you look at the, the okay. I know they the, the lost uh, last Saturday to Rangers, lost heavily. Um, he made three or four changes to the starting eleven. He might do the same again, Paul. Because I think if you look at the Celtic squad, there's 18, 19 outfield mm. players, and they're all they're all very, very capable. They're all top. You know, you know for example, if you know, we'll take Hitati out and put in Moy, or you you take out you know a, a bad and put in Haxabana, you know, you're, you're still getting quality. Um, but I think what they will want to do is make sure they pick a team that's going to win games. You know, Aberdeen tomorrow, Aberdeen next week, and ultimately the, the the cup final. So they want to keep it going, particularly in front of their own crowd. I was asking Andy Walker last night and Craig Moore about uh, David Turnbull. What should he do? Would he stay? Or we talked about Stuart Armstrong, who went a few years ago, as we noticed Southampton. Um, could David Turnbull go to something like a Southampton? I think he's more than capable of playing at Celtic but obviously there's there's players in front of him um, and I think David Turnbull will be looking at the situation um, and he's at an age where he'll want to play regular and I think he's one that I'll, I'll look to maybe leave and, and maybe go down south and, and play because he, he is he's a, a very good player David Turnbull um, but the, the problem he's got is Celtic are really strong in that area and he's not had a, a lot of game time and he's been fit for the vast majority of the season and also what that does when you're not playing that affects your international future as well so I think that's something that he'll he'll sit down with the people he trusts and I think he has to make a decision because one thing for sure is he, he's definitely a, a top young footballer Mark, what do you feel about David Turnbull? Yeah, I think it's a real big decision that he's got, got to be and I think Celtic you could see uh, you know, Juranovic and uh, Jackie Marcus. If your heart's no longer in it, then you'll you'll be allowed um, to go. And I'm not saying that David Tumble's you know 
been mischievous behind the scenes or, or disruptive but I think it's that stage for him where he is a first team footballer he has good qualities Barry Riley says as well big year coming up at international level too and I think he's too good to sit on the bench I think he's too good to be getting 10-15 minutes here and there so um, I think Celtic will look to get a, a good fee for him I think they paid about two and a half for him two and a half three to, to, to Motherwell three years ago so uh, I think the time's come for him to go and I'm sure that Celtic would, would look at his his situation and um, and, and mm. deal with it. I see reports today that Scott Bain has signed a new three-year deal with Celtic, so yeah. he's the kind of number three goalkeeper, although Segrist has been injured for quite a bit of this season. So yeah. also the laws are changing, aren't they, about having Scottish and British players in the team. John Kennedy was asked today, what about uh, coming into the squad? How do you manage to break through into a team as successful? How can the youngsters break through? The difficulty is, is when you're at a big club, is, you know the opportunity isn't there as, as much as... You know, other clubs who maybe don't have the, the resource to bring in the players we do, the demand on to win all time. But, you know, over the course of time, you know, especially when I've been here, there's, you know, there's always a player every season or two seasons who comes in around the first team. This year, we've, you know, especially the last six, nine months, we've had, you know, Boson, Ben Summers, Rocco Vat, who train with us every day. So, again, that's, you know, players who we've uh, looked at, thought, you know, they're ones we want to try and develop. And, when we can bring them up to the first team and train them with us regularly, you certainly see that difference. There's more demand on them. There's a higher level of uh, tempo and intensity in, in how they play. So, uh, And you've seen some of them you know, into the pitch. So, again, that's something I think the managers spoke about it in terms of last year. They made some changes to the B squad. Certainly, he's got more of an eye on it now. And, you know, hopefully, with the, the kind of seasons ahead, we'll see a, st- a steady flow of young talents coming through. And then, again, it's just waiting for opportunity. Be ready for the opportunity. And when it comes along, you you got to take it because, as I said, at Celtic, they, they don't come around every week. So Celtic, St Mirren will be good atmosphere tomorrow, I'd imagine, 60,000. Most of them Celtic fans looking forward to welcoming the champions home. Um, the league day is next week, isn't it? The game against Aberdeen oh, is yeah, live the, on the telly. Yep, live on the telly. Meanwhile, at Rangers, at Auchenhoe today, uh, Michael Beale was in front of the media and he had news about Ryan Jack. It's been reported before, as expected. He's got a contract extension. Well, listen, when I came back in, I, I, I assessed the squad. Ryan's a big part of our squad behind the scenes. Obviously, he's a national team player, he's a Scottish homegrown player. And, with a lot of experience leaving this summer, it was important that I have someone like Ryan in the squad. He's been available over 80% since I've come back in, so there's a lot of questions about that without it being the reality of what's actually played out. And I think he, he performed really well again last weekend. He performed really well for the national team in the last break, and I'm delighted he's uh, he's staying around for a bit longer. You're happy with that, Barry? Yeah, I, yeah. I thought it was a, a no-brainer. Um, yep he has had a few niggly injuries but I think when he comes into the Rangers team they look um, a more complete team solid he plays that anchor role perfectly allows other players to go and do their, their, their stuff further forward so for me I think it's important that you also keep players round about not just with the experience good players but guys who know um, the demands and the expectations um, that are uh, that come sorry with, with being a Rangers player so yep really happy with that and I think it suits both parties it's only a year he needs to go and prove because I'm sure that's an area of the pitch where he is going to go and strengthen as well I still think you need another central midfielder um, so yep delighted for Ryan um, as I said he's a big player not just for Rangers but also for, for Scotland, Scotland as course. well 
one of those players in the midfield could be the guy from Ecuador, uh, Jose Cifuentes. This is what the manager said about him. Not really close, if I'm honest. Obviously, these things pick up speed and in the in the newspapers and everything. He's obviously a good player, very very good player, but um, his contract runs to December. So you know, you look at the length of that. It's not close. December seems a long long way away. Is it that far away? There could be a deal done. Yeah, I've done a bit of homework and he, he certainly looks apart, no doubt about it. There's been a fair bit of interest in him. Um, I don't think he'll, he'll cost a lot of money because he's going into the final six month um, his contract. Um, so, yeah, but I like what I saw, but um, they can look good on a, a, a yeah. video. But certainly if you look at what people say about him, um, he's 24, um, good football player, can get about the pitch. That's what you need for a modern day midfielder. Quite a big lad as well. Is he quite tall? Did I see six one? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah I'll, need, I'll need to stand beside him first yeah, to see. Yeah, I, mean, yes. I mean, you can say you're six foot two on Wikipedia. <laughs> um, you need to see him in the flesh. But listen, it's it's exciting for Rangers fans because yeah. there is going to be a big turnaround, no doubt about it. Um, and as I say, it's going by what he brought in in January. And with the difference these two players in Raskin and Cantwell have made, um, yep, I, I think Rangers fans should look forward to a busy, busy summer and a bit of quality coming in to, to try and help this Rangers team move forward. Mark, he's been speaking about Todd Cantwell. I think with anyone with Todd's ability in terms of with the ball, if they show the same level of commitment and energy out of possession, then it's hard for fans not to take to him. And I think that's the key message uh, to Todd. I was, I was speaking to some of our B-team players recently and asked them what they thought of him. They always talk about the nice things with the ball. I think where Todd's surprised everybody and he must keep keep doing that he's in his work ethic for the team and he's pressing he's harassing and he's regaining the ball and I think we, it's clear to see that we have a good player but it's also very early in his time here at Rangers he needs to underline it next season uh, by pushing on scoring more goals assisting more goals and ultimately here winning trophies and he's fully aware of that I've been delighted with him our personal relationship is very strong and it will need to be, obviously, if we're moving together. And uh, he's part of a, a, a real positive future here. He certainly was man of the match last weekend, Mark. Yeah, yeah, he played very well. Drilled his goal home well too. A lot of power, a lot of uh, accuracy. And it sounds like there, there's been a couple of heart-to-hearts, I would imagine, with Todd Cantwell. I think maybe, you know, he's had that run, but he's quite flamboyant. Um, you know, he'd certainly would back himself. Um, but I think what he's learned is listen see if you're playing for Rangers you need to put the graft in you're a talented boy there's no doubt that's why I've signed you but you ain't going to come here and stroll about in a number 10 and just bump 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 no it's 90 minutes it's 90 minutes we need to become league champions next season you need to mentally get get on board with that and you need to get the 50,000 Rangers fans on your side as well and by doing that first and foremost you graft every game you give your all and then your talent obviously takes care uh, of itself so he's, he's uh, I think he's just had to learn that and it's clear that Michael Beale is happy that, he, that he's picking up uh, those messages so clearly the boy's taking it on board because for whatever reasons he'd, he'd lost his way yeah. for a year or so he's been given a fabulous opportunity at a massive football club European football a chance to win a title um, and he's got to be if Rangers are going to do that he's going to have to play a major um, part of it another thing just picking up there on Michael Beale which I just think Quite interesting, Paul, the contrast between Michael Beale and Ange Postacoglu. Mm -hmm. Michael Beale's seeing there, for Cantwell, I've heard them saying it, but a number of players mm -hmm. have got a wonderful personal relationship. 
Whereas Ange Postecoglou, you know, I, I don't think has it. And that's stuff, it's different styles, but I think Ange, even with his staff, very much keeps himself to himself. Craig Moore told us that great story a couple of weeks ago about, about one of the players um, because Ange wasn't talking to him and Craig went to see him with the national team. And uh, he says, listen, he's a bit concerned you're not speaking to him, ask him how he is. And Ange's message to Craig was, he'll go over it. <laughs> and that was it. So they're diff- yeah. totally different yeah. uh, styles. It's so interesting. Yeah. Players yeah. are so needy. <laughs> you weren't, were you? No, you were demanding. Yeah, demanding. You yeah. Everybody's different. But sure. in terms of Todd Cantmel, look, there's never any doubt in his, his quality. But to work hard when you play at a club like Rangers, it should be a given. Mm-hmm. When you go out in that pitch, that's first and foremost, you graft, you roll your sleeves up and work hard for the team and the club and the supporters and, and most importantly, you, you, yourself. He um, you certainly, certainly showed a a real desire to do that um, and that, that that's what you need to do but if you want to go and challenge and win stuff you need to do that every single game you can't produce brilliant performances but what you can produce every single time you walk on that pitch is hard work here's a bit more from the manager speaking about the squad the core squad for next season listen when the, when the sun's shining in your face and you get a good result everything seems better and there's other times where the wind's in your face and everything's rubbish that is the life of football certainly a football manager in this city I've said that all along I think there's a core of players that will move forward I think that's obvious you don't change your whole squad if you like you you try to improve your squad in certain areas Look, last week was a a decent performance. It's important we don't get romantic after one. I think people have had a whole season to 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 play and perform, and to train and to show their teammates and the fans and me and the rest of the coaching staff whether they should be involved or not. It was a good day last week. Barry, you said in your column today, only James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, and Ryan Jack are certain to be part of the manager's plans for the new campaign, apart from the ones he's brought in. Yeah, I'm talking about the team at. It played in uh, Seville. Seville. That's what we're yep. going on a, a year. Yep. Um, you, you've got in that team played uh, Lundstrom and Kamara. Um, we're in the middle of the pitch, and Barisic was at left back. They're going into the final mm-hmm. twelve month of their contract. I would imagine if Michael Bill wants them to be part of the the squad going forward, they either sign, and if they don't sign, Rangers need to cash in on them. Uh, and the players, if you look up top, and I, I went through a, a number of them. Yeah. Guys like Scott Wright who. To be fair to Scott Wright, um, he's looked apart when he's come on, but I just think he's at a stage similar to what we're talking about David Turnbull. He needs to go and play 30-odd games a, a season, and I don't know if he, he's going he's to get that um, next season at, at Rangers. So, yeah, it's going to be a big turnaround. Um, but, listen, it's been needing to happen for a, a while now. Everybody knows it. And, and listen, as I said, it's exciting because um, I want to see what type of team and what type of players um, come into the club um, to take Rangers forward. After the break, we'll get the latest on Rangers recruitment. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! Yep, is indeed. Paul Cooney here with Barry Ferguson. Mark Guidi right into the weekend. Weather's good, Barry, isn't it? There's plenty of football on. Looking forward to it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. um, listen, at least it's dry, Paul. That's a, that's a bonus, but nice and clammy. Hopefully... Um, the sun comes out tomorrow, um, but I, I see the weather's going to be nice. Why, why are you asking yeah. me this? I, I feel like a huge, Sean, huge weekend Sean tonight. Here. No, exactly. <laughs> Sean, Sean, uh, bye. Uh, Met him. 
Yeah, yeah before. Nice lad. Yep. Yeah, he's Mermin great, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, you did this, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. He was, uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, he was in good form. Sure. And Learned a few things about the yep. Met Office. He's yep. done the kilt walk quite a few times as well. Yep. Out for there. Mark, tonight it kicks off. There's Leslie Ann off to the match, probably. Our uh, championship correspondent. What about Partick <laughs> Thistle Air tonight? A massive game. Isn't it? I know there's the two legs. What are you thinking at home? The Jags probably need a couple of goals. Yeah, look, Leslie Ann's seen what, 7,000 expected at wow. Far Hill yep. uh, tonight. Big, big crowd. Um, yeah, I, I think this could be a score draw. All we play for going back to Somerset. Mm. Um, Paul, I think Air could um, uh, just get us all. I mean, Partick Thistle, fabulous result, 4-0 uh, last, uh, last weekend. Um, score draw 1-1 one, one for me Paul Brian Graham maybe the scorer in Akinyemi <laughs> oh, yeah. Brian Graham's been brilliant hasn't he Amazing. he's been absolutely yeah. brilliant um, what a vintage a yeah. Aye, what a, and I think he, he, he's coaching as well he's, he's taking the mm. women's team the reserves or something he's involved in the, the coachings too uh, Brian so and, and credit to, to Chris Doolan because they had that to follow and Ian McCall and don't forget Ian McCall and his staff played a big part in getting him to where they got uh, up until a couple of months ago um, so I, I think it'll be a cracking game uh, there tonight it sure will be Barry what do you reckon tonight for the first leg I think Partick Thistle will win pretty convincingly mm. yep home advantage home advantage um, they'll take so much confidence after um, absolute demolishing Queen's Park yeah. they did mm-hmm. um, so I think they'll go in as full of confidence and, and I think I th- I'm going to go I'm going to go 3-0 Partick Thistle aye, aye, yeah, yeah. I, I think they're going okay. to steamroll them tonight okay Let's go back to the two managers, the manager, the assistant manager. Just before the break, we heard from Michael Beale. We were talking about recruitment. This is the latest from him about the well, the massive summer recruitment campaign. When you're here, uh, the shirt it weighs on you. The expectation weighs on you. Expectations are a good thing, but obviously we want to uh, we want to strengthen in all areas. I think this year, for whatever reason, um, some of the new signings have, have been injured for a long part. So if you look at Rabi and, and, and Ridvan and John Suter's performances last week, even Robbie McCrory, they've not always been fit and available for selection on a consistent basis. So I think the most important thing is we have a good pre-season, we recruit well, we come back tactically a little bit stronger for having a long pre-season. And uh, I'm really optimistic about that. On a personal level, yes, the games that have been in front of me have been important. But since I come in November, the, I always knew the summer was going to be a time of excitement and, uh, and real energy from me and my staff towards, the, towards a new group of players. Barry, what do you make of that? He's speaking about a few things there, including uh, the goalkeeper. We'd kind of forgotten that he'd been injured for a wee while. Yeah, um, uh, and listen, I've said it and people will disagree with me, um, but... I think give him the opportunity. Yeah. He's mm. he's at an age where Mark uh, made a point on Monday night when we were on. This is the time Alan McGregor, Walter Smith, gave Alan McGregor the opportunity and he's at the same age um, and he's been training beside Alan McGregor. He, he knows all the traits that's needed to be a Rangers goalkeeper and the proof's been in the pudding the last mm. couple of games. I, I think he's been excellent when he's been called upon. Um, I, I do think they'll go and sign a goalkeeper but go and get somebody to back uh, McCrory up, go and give him the opportunity. And in terms of bringing new players in, it is a heavy jersey, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. And I've said it, it's all good in saying that you're going to get good players, but they need to be the right characters because next season, Rangers need to produce trophies. There's pressure on them next year. Mark, what do you think first on the keeper? We spoke about it Monday. Has your view changed at all? Well, I mean, look, 
Michael Beale and the staff will be seeing Robbie McCrory every day so he's clearly got something otherwise he wouldn't have been put in the past two games two clean, two clean sheets a couple of you know, really big saves um, uh, as well so he's, he's clearly very very capable the thing that uh, I don't know enough about Robbie McCrory but as I say the staff will be assessing every day is is he ready mentally as a young goalie because remember it can be, it's, it's the loneliest job in the pitch you make one mistake is he ready to go and cope with 40 45 high pressure yeah. games as a goalie that's what I don't know I'm sure he certainly looks as though he is but when you see him more more closely is he ready for that if they have no doubts about his ability because he'll make mistakes they all do to, to recover mentally and put it behind them and, and crack on um, then I'm sure they'll they'll go with him um, but that said if you want to be a title winning team Paul you need a top goalkeeper top centre half top midfielder and a, and a, and a top uh, number nine so is Rob, is, does Michael Beale believe that Robbie McCrory can help Rangers be a title winning team uh, next season and I think that's why he's getting these games just now just to see exactly uh, what he's made of so I think he's he's got every chance but like Barry um, I wouldn't be surprised if they still go and um, sign somebody mm-hmm. for the two of them to push to say by the way this position is open whoever has the best pre-season you're going to be the number one is it Jack Butland or is that cooled a little bit I think, it's, I think they're still interested in him down south isn't there I think yeah, they're saying Man United on, might on, want to keep on a free. him yeah. he's certainly he's got the credentials to be a top goal a bit is he any better than I mean how many first team games has Jack he's Butland not, played, played for years? A, a number yeah. of years listen he's played at some big clubs he's played high level international but he's not played a, a lot of football you're going to get him in a free transfer I get that but you'll need to pay him a hefty salary to, to get him up here me personally I think Ross McCrory is a top goalkeeper he's just not played enough but yeah. now he's getting the experience of playing week in week out and you'll not get any bigger than at the weekend um, under a yeah. bit of pressure and somebody says when he was called upon were, were, were top class in my opinion so yeah, go and give him the opportunity because I think he's certainly good enough. What's the latest on Malik Tillman? Have you had any more further conversations with Malik to see where he's at? Malik's obviously went back. Uh, it was a bit of a nasty injury. This was a 12-week injury that he did. So he's gone back. We did the scans and everything here. He's gone back to Bayern because officially he's their player to have treatment. He was back over at the weekend to obviously get his award and he's back for our presentation this weekend, probably thinking he's maybe going to get one more. <laughs> Um, so we'll have the chat I think Malik said um, in an interview recently exactly what where we are the same as me we're due to sit down and have a conversation what do you think Barry what's your feeling Friday is he coming it, it's hard my, my, yeah, yeah it's, it's hard to say sure. no I don't think I don't think um, he'll he'll sign permanently mm-hmm. I, I think if they want to do something whether it's a, a lower fee or maybe another loan um, for another year. I think at the money it's getting spoke about, and I think I'm right in saying this, it's around about £5 million or £5 million, Euro, which is basically £5 million. Yeah. I, I think it's expensive. Is he back for... Because I think there's other yeah. areas of the pitch where Rangers really need to concentrate on, and that's in the fall, and I'm talking number nines. Top. I'm talking about bringing a couple mm. of number nines in one or two out and out wide players um, a central midfielder another couple of defenders and maybe another goalkeeper because um, you've got Cantwell who can play in that mm. that, that area um, so yeah it'll be interesting to see what, what happens but I, I think it would only happen if they, they could reduce the, the fee 
or they would get him on a, another season long loan Mark any insight I think a loan would probably be the best option. I think that would suit I think particularly suit Rangers I always kind of tend to think Paul that if the deal's going to happen it would have been done by now it would have been you know agreed and the player you know what's the hold up the player's been in Glasgow for 10 months Either knows if he wants to stay or he doesn't yeah. he uh, it was over last week so why is it so, no, listen not unless it is already done and Rangers are just picking a moment PR wise to go to go and announce it but I, I if he to ask me I think he'll be if he'll be at Rangers next season I'd say no I don't think he will be let's look back yeah you, you just never know but sure. you, yeah. you, you never know as Mark says what Michael Beale's thinking because um, listen there's no doubt um, he's a top young footballer and this is his first season really playing on a regular a regular basis and you've seen flashes of it no doubt he's, he's got the qualities see James Bisgrove has been interviewed as well see him there on Sky his, uh, his time for the first time as chief executive um, and there's, we know there's so many changes behind the scenes let's hear from the manager and the Celtic assistant John Kennedy first of all he was asked about last weekend's loss no, I think we, we weren't overly critical I think we just analysed the game as we normally would um, it's obviously a disappointing performance for us firstly the result wasn't what we wanted um, but more importantly the performance you know we never quite reached the levels we expect and we, we know we can reach so that was probably the most disappointing thing but you know, over the course of the season, we can't we can't criticise the group and the squad. They've done terrific things. They've been very consistent. You know, put themselves in a great position now. Um, you know, already got the, the two trophies already, uh, and in a cup final. So they've been a great group. Uh, they've worked really hard this year. They deserve all the, the praise they've got. You know, but again, we've very high standards. This club, the managers, you know, sets them every week. So um, there was certainly you know some things to look at come Monday morning. Well, oh, listen, it's a happier place when you win a big game like that. I thought the fans in the stadium enjoyed the game and, and the players did. Uh, it sort of proves a point a little bit in terms of the mistakes we'd made in the other games and the lack of taking the chances in the other game because uh, we certainly had more possession in the two games previous. And on the day, the players performed really well, played with passion and, and run hard. And, and, and to be fair to Rabi and... Um, Fashion Sakala, their pace was a real problem in the game for our opponent. And uh, I thought it was a good performance all round. But there were, every player in our team, I thought, uh, performed well on that day. We don't want to go too overboard. It's just three points. And uh, we know what stage of the season it's in. But certainly, uh, if you look at the, the two games before, we were heading in the right direction against Celtic anyway. And it was a matter of being ruthless in the boxes. And cutting out some mistakes and on that day the things were in our favour where in maybe the, the game before they was in Celtic Mark what would you pick on first of all on John Kennedy I, yeah I mean I think you said you know, they weren't overly critical I think you know the hard work's been done in, in, in the previous you know 35 games or I mean it was 34 games so they're, they're going there as champions the managers made a couple of changes um and you know, let's you, you have credit to Rangers. You know they're getting into a game against fifty thousand home supporters that are desperate to see their team beat beat Celtic for the first team for the first time in a year. Rangers got off to an absolute flyer and never looked back. They thoroughly deserved the victory. Celtic with a couple of chances, always hit the post. Robbie McCrory had a couple of really good saves. But over the piece, Rangers deserve to win. And, and as Michael Beale said there, you analyse the previous two old firm games and he's right Rangers missed a couple of sitters uh, they gifted Celtic a couple of goals that said Celtic capitalised on the mistakes that Rangers made so you've got to give Celtic credit 
uh, for that so it shows you like, I think over 38 games Paul you look at it it's clear to see the evidence been there that, that Celtic are a, a better team they've got a better squad but it's not insurmountable for Rangers to, to, to go and do it next season but let's see where where both squads are you know come come August Barry what do you think of both John Kennedy saying he pays tribute to what the team have done all season yeah because their consistency level has been um, top class that's what's won them the the, the, the league um, and in terms of Rangers that's the, um, that's the bar um, they need to set um, they, they got the monkey off the back because um, that's Michael Beale's first victory over over Celtic um, but again I like what he says I'm not going to get over excited it was a, a, a great performance great three points but that's all it is they need to now finish the season strongly um, go away enjoy their break for a couple of weeks and come back and make sure they get into the Champions League and make sure they go off to a flyer in the season I've seen the women's game now they're tussling for players in the paper today they're saying that Rangers were trying to get Celtic's defender player of the year Caitlin Hayes but she's given a two year deal to stay at Celtic so the women's game getting stronger isn't it yeah, bit of competition yeah. transfer yeah. stories in the back Indeed. pages yeah, yeah. 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 absolutely yeah it is and you know you mentioned at the top of the show Paul Sunday's going to be absolutely yeah. buzzing mm-hmm. you know Sunday's a massive day and you know a lot of people I'll be tuning into it three-way fight uh, for the for the title and uh, it's going to be a cracker. We'll talk about that and more in the next hour. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk Let's go! Yeah, this weekend we're really looking forward to Hearts against Aberdeen early kickoff tomorrow at 12.30 and then at three Celtic St Mirren Kilmarnock St Johnson Livingston Dundee United and Motherwell Ross County who is going to go down automatically and who's going to be in that playoff slot and will they be playing Partick Thistle or Air United which is tonight the first leg and then Sunday at high noon 12 noon it'll be Ian Crocker Andy Walker on Sky Chris Boyd as well I'm sure Hibs against Rangers let's go on the line a big Celtic fan is on also Newcastle fan Gary from Glasgow good evening Gary evening Paul how are we doing guys yeah good thank you you're well you'll be pleased about Newcastle last night big win do you know what absolutely all the games I thought were were absolutely phenomenal last night but I've, you know, I went from sitting on the edge of my seat like trying to hold on to a 2-1 victory uh, to mm. take us into the Leicester game on Monday to go and absolutely berserk when we scored the third and fourth and, and it could have been 7 or 8 in the end when, when you look back in the game kind yeah. of thing What are you thinking about Celtic as well? Uh, so obviously you know the, the, the deal the league's over obviously we, we've, we've got that silverware in the bag we've got a cup final to look forward to I thought we were really disappointing last weekend. You know, Rangers fully deserved the three points. I'm uh, glad Barry's had a good week, finally. Mm-hmm. But uh, but obviously, you know, listen, it's it wholesale changes, I think, for, for kind of both teams. And it was just obviously Rangers playing for pride, and I thought they, they wanted it more. Um, for us now, it's all about trying to get keep playing fringe players, keep giving youngsters a chance in the last few games uh, before the cup final to see who's who's kind of ready. I mean, it, for, it, it would have been easy for Ange, I think, to, to have played a full team at Ibrox and I don't think he would have learnt much about his team if he'd done that. So the fact that he's played the kind of fringe players that he did play, he's, he's maybe got a, a better idea of what he wants next season or who he wants next season kind of thing looking at the, the transfer window. So what would you do tomorrow? If you were Ange Postacoglu, Gary, what's, what's your team tomorrow? Um, so the team, I'm probably... 
to be honest, I'd probably stick uh, Scott Bannon. Um, you know, he's obviously signed a three-year deal, and okay. I think it's very, very much along the lines of uh, Scott Carson at Man City. You know, he's, he's, I think he's only played two games in four years. It's down to that ruling that, that you know, I think you need to have a, a homegrown player yeah, sure. in your yeah. squad kind of thing. I don't see him playing any great part um, in no, the future. Sure. I think he will just be an emergency keeper, but I don't see the harm in, in playing him. I, I'd love to see Segrist back in the fold. I don't really know what's what's up with him. But yeah. in terms of obviously just playing the youngsters, like you Ben Summers, Rocco Vata, that sort of thing. Um, the manager, well, the assistant manager spoke about the likes of Rocco Vata. Do you think we might see him tomorrow, Mark? But the thing is, yeah. it's two weeks away from the cup final. Yeah, I mean, he may well get minutes, but what, what you'll do is, uh, Ange won't play any young boys or play Scott Bay and it was just for the sake of it. You know, I don't think he does sentiment, and, and rightly so. He's 81 yeah. games of football, they're back at Celtic Park. They'll not be wanting to drop any more points. I'll be, you know, so what is it they can get to now? 104. So they want to get to 104 um, points. They want to put in a couple of performances before the the Scottish Cup final, yeah. and places are up uh, for grabs. So I don't see Celtic taking their foot off the uh, the gas tomorrow. I think if anything, they want to go and get because I think even apart from the three 0 defeat last week, I don't think they've been playing particularly well for a number of you know they've had a couple of big victories, but they've not been producing the kind of stuff that they were. Uh, early in the season so maybe this is just a, a week and a rocket that they needed uh, ahead of the, the cup final Gary what do you feel about Burnaby uh, Kobayashi do they just need game time are they going to be good enough yeah I think I mean holding kind of fire on Kobayashi I, I, you know obviously you can, you can uh, get judgement on the likes of Ralston and, and even Burnaby who's been there longer than Kobayashi Kobayashi's obviously just came in back into the team and he, he he hasn't had a lot of game time, so I'm, I'm kind of holding fire on him. I think you, you need to kind of keep him in the team for tomorrow. I think if he drops him, I think it, it damages the boys' confidence. Um, for me, I'm really kind of erring on the side of I don't think Burnaby's cutting it in Scottish football. From what I've seen of him, I think he kind of earned some kind of earned some credit with his goal, obviously uh, up at Ross County. Um, last month I think it was and the second goal absolutely yeah. brilliant goal but I, I, as a defender I just don't think he's he's kind of bullish enough to be in that position do you know what I mean? Let's ask a former Rangers captain what he thinks of Burnaby He's not as good as Greg Taylor Greg, Greg Taylor's the, the number one left back I, I'm sure when they signed what was it three and a half million pound I think Burnaby signed yeah. for that was one that probably people were looking saying he was going to be first choice and Greg Taylor was going to be the the backup, but for me, um, you you seen the difference, um, Greg and, and Burnaby for for Greg Taylor. I, I, what you get for Greg Taylor is a consistency level, similar to like Callum McGregor, always seven, eight out of ten. Um, and for me, he's the he's the number one left back, um, no doubt about it. And Burnaby's the, the the backup, and I think you'll see Greg Taylor back in. Um, and the team tomorrow. And do you think Barry another striker will be coming in over the summer? I, I think Celtic. I mean, I said that. I yeah. think three, four, five players. I think you'll see a fair bit of transfer activity um, at Celtic Park. Um, I, I, I always maintain it when you're on top, and I'm sure Poster Coglu knows this. It's the best time to strengthen, and also when you bring in good quality players that first day of pre-season, that makes the dressing room stand up and take a bit of notice and think to yourself, "Woof." We need to be on it here or we ain't going to be in the, the, the team. So I think it's not all the in the west of Scotland, the transfer activity is not just going to be at Ibrox. I think you're going to see 
a fair bit at, at Celtic Park as well. Gary, where do you want to see strengthening of the squad? Uh, I think I'd agree with Barry. Um, I think definitely a striker. I think a striker will come in. I don't know who it will be, but I definitely think across the back line, across the defence, I think definitely another centre-back to, to cover for Starfield and Carter Vickers. Um, right back for me, I think definitely after seeing Ralston last week, I, I like Ralston, um, but I, I just I don't think he's, he's quality enough that we're looking for. And obviously, um, centre mid are a Roman player um, across that can play out wide kind of thing. You get a lot of players now that, that can play various positions in, in midfield and, and I think Ange is, is adapt to kind of digging them out. Mark? I, I mean, the, I think, you know, Gary's point about Ralston, I wouldn't, you know, yeah. judge him uh, last Saturday. I mean, we know that, that, that the, I think Ralston's a very good player, been very capable for Celtic. But I think I'd put him in that bracket with David Tumble. You know he can play first-team football He's not, let's be honest, he's not going to get in ahead of, of Alistair Johnson. He's absolutely the number one choice right back and rightly so. But I think for Anthony Ralston, bearing in mind too that he'll have international aspirations. He's been involved, albeit it's real hard slog to, to get in. There's a lot of strong right backs uh, in the international setup. I think Anthony Ralston, David Tumble, there'll be one or two others uh, that'll be away. So yeah, I can, see, I can see at least three of the first team squad going uh, during the summer. Here's a bit from your captain, uh, Callum McGregor, who's been speaking well about a number of things. Yeah, hugely important, um, financial aspect, football aspect. You know, it's the it's the top tier of European football, um, and everybody wants a seat at the table. So, to be able to get in um, straight into the group stage is huge for the club. It helps in in all the different planning aspects of the club financially, budgets, everything like that. So it's a massive help to the club um, that we, that we kind of know our fate already. So that's excellent. Um, and as players, staff, everybody connected to the club, I think it gives everybody a huge lift um, and, a, and a brilliant platform to, to go and test what this club's about, the football, the style, um, the personality, the, the, the supporters, everything, I think... Um, is hugely important for the club. So, you know, brilliant that we've managed to deliver that um, back to back. And and hopefully when we get in there, we, we can show and, and compete um, at the very highest level. Gary, that's what we were speaking about with Barry and Mark earlier about Champions League and, you know, Europe for Celtic and Rangers for the coming seasons to stay in longer, maybe Europa League. Um, they are special nights. You're still looking, well, you must be looking forward to Champions League. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's where everybody kind of wants to be, and obviously Rangers will want to improve on on last season kind of thing. It wasn't easy, I think, for for both clubs. Um, but yeah, it's it's all about trying to kind of get quality signings in the door that that you know can can play in Europe kind of thing. And obviously, I know obviously Rangers have to go through the qualification process, but you know, hopefully we can we can see two teams uh, in the Champions League again, join and and hopefully push. At the very least, for third place, do you know what I mean, and, and drop into that Europa League because it's it, it can always be tough depending on what groups you get in the Champions League. But as we've seen last night, there's you know you look at the teams in the Europa League and even the Conference League. I think you know there's quality all over. So as as long as Celtic and Rangers are involved in the latter stages of Europe, I, I think it's it's only great for Scottish football. Scorelines tomorrow, Gary, in the big two. Well, tomorrow and Sunday. So Celtic, St Mirren. What do you think? Uh, Celtic St Man, I think it'll be three one Celtic. And Sunday, Hibs Rangers. Hibs Rangers. Um, I actually think Rangers will drop points. Um, I do. I think it'll be a, a score draw. I think it'll be one each. I think. I think because they put, they almost kind of seem to put so much 
into uh, last Saturday. I, f- I feel like they may just t- take the foot off the gas. I know Michael Beal won't kind of allow them, but you know it's it's obviously they'll know themselves. There's nothing left to play for except obviously pride, and and for some of them obviously uh, contracts kind of thing and trying to stay at the club. But I, I definitely think they'll they'll drop points on Sunday. Barry, I know. I would imagine you would disagree because the confidence you must get from beating you know, the champions must be huge. But this is a test, and I said that on Monday. Um, yeah, great performance, great result on, on Saturday, but listen, you need to go and reproduce that at Easter Road. Lee Johnson's got them um, playing pretty decent. It's a tough place to go, um, but this is this is the, the challenge this Rangers team has got now. Go and carry this on week after week um, and we go on about uh, levels of consistency that's what Celtic have done this is what Rangers need to produce now if they want to go and win trophies I know it's the end of the season I don't care this is if they want to go and, and show the fans that they mean business they need to go to Easter Road and make sure they win Mark is that how you view the game as well Rangers won't yeah. want to get three points oh. Paul, you know, you, you've got to go and... Demand it. Well, aye, that's, that's what it's yeah. all about. That's what Rangers are about. And him's on a good run as well, you know, their home support. Lee Johnson's turned it around there. I mean, he was potentially maybe just one game away from losing his job. Um, I thought they dominated against Aberdeen last week, unlucky not to get the, the three points. Um, but I think it'll be a cracking game. I think Rangers will probably nick it. But, um, oh, listen, they're, they're not going there just to take their foot off the gas. They've got, they've got two games to go. Um, a lot of the players will be their final two games for the club and they want to go out on a high Gary where were you on the 21st of May 2003 I was in Seville Paul you were there um, yeah. tell us give yeah. us a memory of it oh, I just I just remember it being like just a sea of green and white and I remember Celtic brought out the yellow away tops and I just remember like a sea of green white and yellow and like Seville was just like all weekend of side streets and cobbled streets and every which way you looked there was Celtic fans everywhere, do you know what I mean? And I can remember definitely we, we were we didn't have a ticket for it. Me and my cousin, we, we were watching it in the main square and I think we were we were out out uh, supporting the, the portal fans kinda ten to one. Um and I just remember the game going into extra time and everybody looking. I think our flight was back was half ten at night and everybody just looked and says, Well, the pilot's gonna have to wait. So <laughs> obviously the like, the planes yeah. had to wait, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. nobody was leaving. Um, but amazing, amazing, and um, I, I'm, I'm definitely going to get back there um, at some point this year just to to go back and see it. But you know, I'm I'm hopeful that that Ange can kind of get as close to to their kind of days again. Thanks very much. Good call, Gary, in the goalposts. Have a great weekend. Thank you. We'd love to be back, wouldn't we? back in Seville yeah I mean yeah. Gary can remember I'll, I'll be brutally honest I can't really remember no. sunstroke I remember the game <laughs> I, I do and yeah. I remember I, I got to a stage where I thought to myself hey, I need to go and splash my face here yeah. um, mm-hmm. and, and uh, wake myself up a bit because there's a, yeah. a cup final because you get you get so excited the reason why I was so excited is I had the opportunity to do it as a, a supporter mm-hmm. And I never thought I would get that opportunity. And I get—I'll be honest with you, I, I, brutally—I yeah. I get carried away a wee bit. Let's. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that like for you, to be the fan for a couple of days? It was—I was, mean, brilliant. I had this strip on. I'm not ashamed to say uh, say this. I, I tell yeah. people this. Um, the strip on. Which and, one? And the most important. You know, what? Well, well, I took—I actually took three straps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I knew it was going to be hot, and yeah. obviously you got a wee bit sure. of sweat. And we we done the day trip, so. Um, 
the most important thing for me was enjoying it with my, my two boys <coughs> and um, my, my nephews were there as well and my, my friends close people who are close yeah. to you so butler, yeah. you, you, can't, you can't buy that you can't buy that Paul amazing I was going, I was, I, when you were talking about it early in the show I wanted to ask you you were talking about you've never watched it back what have you done with your, with your medal from 2008 yeah, yeah. That, the, the runners yeah. up medal well uh, no I've obviously kept it aye, aye, but, but, but I just wonder uh, what, 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 a bonus what for you it's um, my medals just now are in a box because they've just been cleaned and I've not took them back out and displayed but I've, I've not displayed the runners up one no no no. no I, I had never displayed it you display your winners one yeah. at the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, it was so close. Up, yeah. Listen, people might think I'm, I'm silly or stupid or whatever, but no, it's a runners up. It's it's all about winning, isn't it? Mm. When you when you get into finals. Um, and when Rangers scored, what did you think? Here we go. Yeah, I mean, when Rangers scored, the bonus for you, I, I I was what, maybe four rows further down. Where I was actually sitting, we celebrating. My rebo popped that in. It was just it, it went mental, and um, you're actually thinking this is this is possible. It's, it's going to happen, but unfortunately, it didn't. And then it was just after that, it was like it was uh, just everything was zapped out of you, um, the energy. And then getting back to the airport was an absolute nightmare, and yeah. having to sleep in the airport. It was just it was um, only for five hours. So. Yeah, I'm joking. It's a long time, time, isn't it? After a long day. But listen, it was it was brilliant to yeah. just go and be in amongst it. That was that was the most important thing for for me, and and enjoy it because I'll be honest with you, when when you're playing, you're so focused. And I was lucky enough to be involved in it in two, 2008, and um, hearing the stories from my mates and all my family been down. You've got to go and try and enjoy these these days, and that's certainly what. Um, me and the boys and my mates done. Mark, we've been talking a lot about it recently, you know, the 40th anniversary of uh, Aberdeen in Gothenburg, talking about Seville for Celtic this Sunday. Barry, well, 2008 we were talking about it and that was the anniversary just a few days ago and obviously Seville last year. When are we going to be back in a European final? And we being Celtic, Rangers, is it possible for Aberdeen again? But let's say the big two. Hey. They're going to be back surely at some point. A European I mean, final? <laughs> I don't know so what have we Conference what have we had in the past 20 yeah. years we've had, in this millennium we've had 2003 2008 2022 yeah. so we're averaging one out every seven years mm -hmm. um, so the law of average you wouldn't expect it to be any time soon but you never know because it is opening up in this third tournament and mm -hmm. um, it's in now no, they expect no they really yeah. want to see Celtic Rangers involved in the Conference League but I was there last night, West Ham, seeing a semi-final, getting to a final. What, and what it means it like? everything. How, how yeah, exciting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you see, they say the backroom staff, to see yeah. David Moyes, you know, you know, he's been a top manager for 25 years, but he's never won a major trophy. You know, so you look at that, he's been in a couple of finals, FA Cup final yeah. Everton, lost to, to Liverpool. So you see, you see what it means, you see what it was meaning to Altmar to go and try and win that game. So it's bad, he says, regardless of the call, I don't go in for this, oh, it's a, it's a meaningless competition. Yeah. It's a European competition. Yeah. And you'd love to win it. I mean, and there always were three, as you the know. Yeah, there were three. You could turn the yeah. clock back and be involved in it. You take it all day oh, long, yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah, but so listen, that's I, it, you know. Everybody wants to be involved in the Champions League. Yeah. There's absolutely no chance that you're going to win that. And that's me being brutally honest. Yeah, okay. Europa League and even the Europa Conference, I don't care. It's still Europe. You just look at the teams that West Ham have yeah. had to defeat and the teams that are in it. So, and Fiorentina, yeah. they're playing in the final. We beat them in the semi final to get the yeah. UEFA Cup. Yeah. So, 
a lot of people go on ah, it's a dummy competitions. I, I, I don't buy that. It's still Europe. It's a competition. And when you enter that competition, you've got one thing in your mind. But I tell you what, Paul, you were talking about critical of EF at the top of the programme. Yeah. Once again, they've chosen the final of a European yeah, competition sure. with a 20,000 stadium capacity. It's an absolute disgrace. Yeah. It really is. Sure. And if they're trying to showcase this tournament, why on earth are you taking it to a stadium that holds 20,000? I don't get it. It's a it's a disgraceful yeah. oversight, disgraceful mistake, lacking in common sense, lacking in everything across the board. Absolutely disgraceful. How many stadiums are 60, 70, 80,000 throughout the yeah. Europe? Dozens. Yeah. Dozens, hundreds, I, I would say. Why can they not take it to that? Because Fiorentina and West Ham would certainly yep. sell it out. Yep. No issue whatsoever. You wonder. It's bizarre, oh, isn't it? Oh, what was Seville's yeah. um, attendance again? Oh. Was it 36? Last year for the final, yep. you were at? Was it around about 36? I, it was a smaller Shh. statement. It was about 40. Aye, high 30s, 40. Yep. That's far too small. Yeah, is isn't it? it? I mean, tried against Yeah, it's, it's just... It, it's, yeah. it's undermining... Yeah their own tournaments and leaving them open to, to ridicule now if you want to take it to like the Czech Republic I think one was in Romania fine yeah sure you know, but go, f- yeah. find, find stadiums where there should be it should be a run in the mill any European final minimum 50,000 absolute minimum 50,000 stadium how big was the stadium in 2003 it was much bigger wasn't it yeah it was yeah. the other one in Seville wasn't yeah, it was, was sure. it was it 60 was it 60 I think 000? it was something like that 55 60,000 yeah yeah Madness. But, honestly, uh, good to remember these yeah. days, though. Oof. Pity they didn't win, but surely we will in the future, Rangers or Celtic, or, or both some seasons, because the budgets are big. I know it's not. You were saying about the Seville, the Sevilla, some of the players, hundred and forty grand a week, but they won't be paying that at Altmar. I don't. I know they didn't make no. it there. Um, no. They do play pay big money at Rangers and Celtic. Get a bit of ambition, bit of an appetite for Europe, because we want our Euro nights again at the Radisson Red (laughs) (laughs) coming up next end who is going down that's next the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk let's go There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The weekend is here, 6.27. Barry Ferguson, Paul Kinney and Mark Guidi looking forward to the weekend. And there'll be thousands of you on the way to Maryhill, to Firhill, for Partick Thistle against Air United for the right, well, to play Who's it going to be? Is it going to be Dundee United? Is it going to be Ross County? Kilmarnock? I mean, obviously, they've got to play each other next week or maybe even St. Johnson. Just before we go there, uh, we talked about it the other night. We thought that the Dundee manager would be unveiled. Callum Davidson, you know him well. Mark, he he, he refused the job. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the job was Callum's if, if he's wanted it. You know, he, uh, he met with, with Dundee, he was offered the job and you know, and, and decided that it wasn't for him for, for one or two reasons. He thought it was best one just to, to hold fire um, just now. But a good position for Callum to be in, to be offered a, a top flight full-time 
uh, job just you know four or five weeks uh, after parting company uh, with St Johnson. So I don't know where where Dundee will go next. Obviously, Gordon Strachan's heavily involved. Neil Lennon's at a work. You wonder would would something like that. Robbie Nielsen's been linked um, with it, or it'll be somebody kind of like a left field again, like Gary, like they did with Gary Boyer, yeah, um, a year ago. So listen, it's a, it's a good job uh, for someone. A lot of work to be done. I think there's three or four players uh, uh, only un- under contract, so need to have a big recruitment drive. Charlie Adam, maybe. Yeah, I was just yeah. about to say that he's threw his hat into the the ring, um, Charlie. So he's working. For, he's working for Burnley, I think. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. Promoted, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know what capacity it's in, so he's um, he's obviously that's his team. Mm-hmm. He's a good company. Dundee, yeah. yeah, was uh, to be fair, he, he was a top player when he was he? he was yeah. playing, no, no doubt about it. What so, was it like to play alongside? Charlie had a, a wonder left peg, um, no doubt about it. Just he, he'd be frustrating at times because he would give him the ball and he'd try and shoot for sixty yards. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> just keep the ball. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. listen, no, he, he came up with some um, <laughs> magical moments in terms of that. You didn't realise how good Charlie was. He was um, he was a very very good player, um, no doubt about it. You just need to look at the, the exactly. teams. I mean, Liverpool signed him for seven or eight million pounds from yeah. from Blackpool, yeah. uh, and he played a few times there, and obviously went to Stoke, and then up mm-hmm. to up to Dundee. So it'll be interesting to see um, what way they go. I, I seen Robbie Nielsen. Mark just mentioned he's says he's not interested in the job. Um, so ruled himself out, yeah. has he? He's ruled his, himself out of that. So um, they Jim, need to get it done quickly because as Mark just mentioned, they'll have got three or four yeah. players in contract. That's, That's a big recruitment drive. Wow. Um, yeah. So they need to get their um, their manager sure. sorted ASAP. Bit of a revolving door there, Mark. What about at Queens Park though? So own Coyle announced earlier in the week that he's away took them up last year yeah. uh, and they came so close nobody yeah. expected them really to go right into yeah. the Premiership so any word who it might be and, and yeah what? I think they're casting their, their net far and wide mm-hmm. Paul I think they're, they're inviting applications I think that would maybe go to to a short list um, and then look at the two, three, four possibly yeah. uh, candidates uh, I don't think they'd be averse to looking abroad at a foreign coach obviously they've yeah. got a director of football in there who's Dutch who used to work for AZ Altmar yeah. Um, so yeah I mean he'll be very influential in the, the decision making process too OK let's get back to tomorrow uh, at the bottom of the table so it's Dundee United as we go into the weekend 31 points after the 35 games and then Ross County on 33 Kilmarnock on 34 and we have to mention St Johnson as well on 36 points Livy obviously had a much better start to the season but they've been in free fall recently but they're not involved at the bottom um, what do you think Mark first of all tomorrow where will we go uh, let's go to Kelly St Johnson what do you think is going to happen well, I mean, you, you, you look at it both sides. If Kilmarnock win tomorrow, they go above St Johnston, which is fantastic for, for Kelly. Big incentive for them. Great home form for St Johnston. Win the game, they're safe. Puts it to bed uh, with two games to go. I, what do you reckon? I'm, I'm going to go... St Johnston haven't won yet an AstroTurf at Livy or Kilmarnock. Mm-hmm. I think they'll reverse that tomorrow and I think St Johnston get a 2-1 victory right so that would uh, not be good for Kelly stating the obvious Barry what do you think this is interesting there's a bit of needle here right real bit of needle Steve McLean saying that it, they'll go and win the game and yeah. I don't think mm-hmm. Derek McInnes was, was, was too happy with that so um, I'm going to go I think Comano will win this pretty comfortably yeah. the home record yeah I, yeah. I, I do um, 
I think Kilmarnock will win it by a couple of goals. So in that case, uh, Kelly would go on to 37 points overtaking St Johnson as you mentioned and if St Johnson would go to 39 so they would be fine with just two games after it Ross County what about them they're at Motherwell really tough one but what were you thinking really, really yeah. tough one but um, I'm going to surprise a few people I think Ross County will win this why? why? because um, they're in real good form just now I know Motherwell in really good yeah. form um, but I just fancy Ross County they're, they're, they've got the bit between their teeth because they moment time. more beat Livingston a couple of weeks ago down to Tannadice 3-1 um, so yeah I'm going to go Ross County to win this 2-1 and is it it could be close but is it the fact that Ross County they need it more than Motherwell no I, I no. think Stuart Kettlewell but listen I don't think I know he's done a fantastic job um, and, and he's got a, a real good way of playing there um, but I, I've just got a feeling with this one Ross County know what's at stake um, and they know they're going to a difficult place but I just think they're in good form Malky's got a good team same as Stuart Kettlewell but I've just got a feeling that Ross County will, will just nick this 2-1 Van Veen up against Jordan White yeah know, so. yeah. Van Veen sensational form Jordan White getting a hat-trick last week I, I'm going to go a draw there Paul I think it'll be I think it'll be one each and is that so I think Malky would feel with that would be would Paul, be keep, keeps, keeps it alive got yeah. St Johnson yeah. at home in, in midweek um, oh. so it, keep, it keeps it alive any kind of points you can get just now Paul and that bottom's a you know a bottom. and I think if you're looking at Dundee United Ross County Kilmarnock if you to say listen we'll give you a playoff I think most of them would take that situation of, of, of playing against a championship team yeah okay so Livy against Dundee United what are you thinking Barry what do you reckon well I think yeah. I, I think Certainly both of them need to win. Livingston have, have hit a major brick wall. Done United, disappointing result, as I said, against Ross County. There's been a few things says about Livingston this uh, this week that you've seen David Martindale saying he's not too happy and the people are not happy. So I, I think they'll get... Um, they, they'll come good at the weekend and I'm going to say Livingston to win this one. 1-0. One well, that'd be a crushing blow for the Tangerine fans for Jim Goodwin. Mark, you're yeah, nodding. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think Livy need to go and try and win a game. You know, yeah. the remaining five. They've had a bit of criticism as if they've kind of down tools. It's been aimed at, at the players and at the management. So I think in front of their own supporters tomorrow, um, they want to go and do something. But I think Dundee United will scrap. I think Jim, you know, backs to the wall. I think they'll battle out a a point there. And again, I'm going to go a nil nil at Livy tomorrow. And would you say who you think will be bottom? Because you, you touched on it there. So midweek, next week, Dundee United, Kelly, Livy against Motherwell, Ross County, St. Johnson. And then on the 28th, just over a week, the final day for the lower half, Kilmarnock, Ross County, three o'clock. Motherwell, Dundee United, St. Johnson, Livingston. Oh. It's it's so hard to call. It, it yeah. is hard to call. Kelly, Ross County in the last day. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yep. Yep. <laughs> It's brilliant though. Where did you say that's where it splits absolutely yeah. magnificent? Where Dundee United last day? Motherwell. Yeah. <coughs> sure. Ooh. Tough, isn't Paul, it? Paul, it is honest, yeah. but, but it's brilliant. Yeah. It's brilliant. That's it. You know, you look at it, Dundee United looked detached. Mm -hmm. Five, six games ago, Ross County looked detached, but it just shows you when they split. And that's what I love about the split when it comes. You've got five games, you're all in against each other. Mm -hmm. It's the old cliche, but it is five cup finals. And they've, they've all given themselves a, a chance. 
didn't it? Yeah. Tasty games oh, midweek as well. Aye. You were impressed there that I knew. I've got my record mm. here in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not even I could get that one wrong. Um, I see that Stevie Keane has left uh, Hibs. Are you surprised? Yeah, really? that. Yeah. yeah, he's been there 18 months. Um, Steve Keane. And the youth side of things, but I, I think he's no, I don't think he's he's been a manager before, Paul. So I guess if an opportunity came again, he would he would try and uh, take that. And he has. He's went away to Georgia to manage. So yeah, that was a bit of a surprise because I think he's he's um, produced the goods. He's he's done well at, at um, Hibernian. Brought in um, a few young players who have progressed into the the first team. We were chatting earlier in the week, Mark, about who comes second bottom. The feeling is that they might be okay, the Premiership team, because yeah. the Championship it's almost like nobody actually nobody ran away with it. Yeah, Dundee won it at the end, um, and who's going to come second top? It's geared up to keep second bottom in the league. Aye. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, I think whoever finishes second bottom out of the four teams that are in the mix just now, Dundee United, Ross County, Kilmarnock, and St Johnson, if they're up against Partick Thistle or Air United over two legs I think they'd fancy their chances mm -hmm. yep I think everyone would agree yeah. with that and so but, they should be yeah they, sure they should, they should. Mm -hmm. the Premiership team should win it and what about tomorrow Mark you first of all Hamilton uh, oh, against Airdrie so it's a Lanarkshire Derby yep I'm going to go Airdrie to see it through and, and yeah Airdrie you don't think the strength of Aki's and the, the pedigree two years ago in the, the yeah. top league no, no. listen I, I like Aki's soft spot for them but I think Airdrie's going to do it you don't live that far away from it yeah, I'm joking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Mark thinks it's going to be Airdrie Barry can we move on please yep. <laughs> no <laughs> you're on the spot <sighs> Big Craig says he's going tomorrow to the game he might be there yeah Andy Walker yeah, as well I'm going to go as well yeah. I think yeah. yeah so what are you thinking my so. gut instinct I think Airdrie will do it do you okay. which kills me yeah. to say it because I don't know what's going to uh, sorry, happen with Aki's if they go down into League One. Are they going to be able to stay no, full, full time? time? Are they going to go part time? And I just think they've got a, they've got a good bit of experience as well. Airdrie. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be close, but I think Airdrie are just going to nick it. It kills me to say that, but that's what I think. Well, you always say what you think, Barry. That's uh, the hallmark of you. The women's game, so what a climax to the season. Sunday, the games are at 10 past four. Top of the table, Glasgow City, 80 points after 31 games. Second, on 78 points, Rangers, Celtic, 78 points. There's one goal between the two. So here's what will happen. The other games are Dundee United-Hamilton. Uh, our own Leanne Crichton should be playing Motherwell against Aberdeen. Spartans against Glasgow women at two and then uh, Partick Thistle Hibs 10 past four must be for television Rangers against Glasgow City Celtic against Hearts so yeah, Barry what do you reckon so is it <laughs> I know Glasgow City against Rangers I, I, I think Rangers will beat them it'll be strong enough yep. Yep. yep I've kept an eye on it um, obviously I know Malky really well mm. what's he saying about it any well what, what they had to do they've dropped some silly points he said, um, and it was down to they have not been ruthless enough. They've played really well, um, but they just couldn't get the ball in the back of the net. But that's changed over the last three weeks. They've started um, firing a wee bit. Um, and when you get into a game like this, you're playing Glasgow City, who have been top of the league a full season. Yeah. Full season. They're a good team, Glasgow City, but Rangers at home, 
there'll be a good crowd behind them I think Rangers will beat them it's tough for Glasgow City now isn't it yeah. up against the might of the big two is, Mark, yeah, any inclination what but you think? I know yeah. that when Rangers are using Ibrooks yeah Celtic's yep. using Celtic Park sure. so when you think about it you're right they're really going for you know, like I said you know, there's a record of attendance yeah. for um, Celtic last week at yeah, Celtic right. Park yeah. yeah. so uh, aye it's um, it's tight and it's great I mean, like we said Paul with the greatest respect five, five even ten years ago did you think we'd be, we'd be talking about um, women's football where we are do you think that it would be in the back pages of the newspapers no so you look at where it is you look at where it's going you know we're, we're, we're a bit behind um, England in terms of attendances and exposure and marketing but and the money it, yeah, yeah. It, it's getting it's getting better it really is uh, getting better and you know who knows where the women's game is going to be 10 years from now if you look at how much it's yeah. changed and improved in the past 10 years but to answer your question yeah. and you yeah. ask me who's going to win the league and a boost for Fran Alonso just while you're thinking with he as I mentioned it, the first hour <laughs> he loves what he loved yeah. it. did you see Are him they... at the game oh he likes Arcelia doesn't he oh, he's right he's up he's dancing about all over the place <laughs> ah, good on him um, Caitlin Hayes stays at Celtic for yeah. next season what are you thinking yeah I think yeah. I think Rangers will get the job right I think Rangers will win at home on Sunday. Back to back would be for Rangers, two in a row. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You'd buy that, Barry, wouldn't you? A back to back treble. I'd that take would be for the, the men's team. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I meant. Maybe that'll yeah, be here in two years' time. That, that, yeah. They're expecting a big attendance at the weekend, so hopefully they get it. Mark's spot on. I mean, we wouldn't be speaking about this four or five years. That's how much it's grew. They're starting to go full time, um, and there's there's some real good players up here in Scotland in the women's game. Did we see the best performance in Europe in a long, oh. long time ever, maybe? I'm going to ask you that after the break. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, representing some of the biggest motor manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Thanks, Chris, for all your efforts throughout the week. Enjoy the weekend. It's uh, quietened down out there. Gina kicked it off at four. Uh, the weekend underway. I just see the team there heading away after a successful week. Hope they all the girls, the guys, have a good weekend. I hope you all do. It's the Go Radio Business Show on Sunday morning, uh, 11 till 12, with Hunter and Hockey. Looking forward very much to that. 0808 17 17 700. We might have time for maybe one more call, but let's recap the headlines today. Ryan Jack has signed another one-year contract at Rangers and the manager, Michael Beale, on duty today with the media was speaking about that and about a number of other things as well. And he was asked uh, about John Suter. I toyed with the idea of playing free at the back because of the way that John's trained and uh, over a, a longer period of time, he needs to show that he can stay fit and healthy. Uh, we're going to add into that area this summer and the competition, think, for Connor, John, Ben and young Leon's going to go up. It's going to give us more variety in that area, more or add to our athleticism, if you like, and our power in that position, which I think is important over a long season. That area of our team this year, certainly at this first part of the season around Champions League, was very damaging to us. You know, if you look, uh, the only one who's consistently stayed fit is the youngest one in, in Leon King. We've had no Phil Alanda for the whole season. Ben's been in and out. Connor's had the one season in his career where he's had a few knocks and he's been out for a period of time. And obviously John, until recently, has not been fit. So it's an area moving forward where there needs to be more consistency. Um, and I think that will build a strong squad. So these guys are going to have some competition and uh, hopefully they'll, they'll rise to that as well. Barry, quite detailed. Well, one thing for certain is he's going to be signing a centre-back. <laughs> sure. um, no, no doubt about it. Um, 
obviously he, he, he's saying there's been a few injury issues he wants a bit of competition um, you, you've got John Suter you've got Ben Davis you've got young Leon King you've got Connor Golson and then obviously you had um, Holanda who's has missed a full season through injury so that's an area where he's, he's certainly going to go and strengthen um, so yep it's, it's going to be interesting to see who he brings in because um, I, I think John Suter was was good at the weekend and I'm delighted for John Suter yeah. I think John Suter's good enough to play week in week out for Rangers I know he made the mistake at Celtic Park um, a few weeks back but um, hopefully this young man becomes injury clear and he gets a run of games and I think he can turn into be a, a brilliant signing for, for Rangers with game time Mark yeah I, I mean I think he probably fits the identity of a Michael Beale centre half you know he's a, probably the most comfortable on the ball um, he's aggressive as well he, he can play he can play in a three he can play right back if, if he needed to and he's very very comfortable setting it, stepping up with the ball starting to create attacks um, so I, you know you look all through his career John Suter is a really really good footballer he's just been very unfortunate with injuries very very unlucky but it shows you what he's got about him he continuously bounces back never lets it get him down and I hope that he has a run in the, in, in the Rangers team because he's Scottish as well he's important for the international setup too and also it tells you how mentally strong he is because mm. he's come back for a ruptured Achilles which is horrendous I've never suffered it but I've played with guys who have suffered that and that's um, that's serious as you can get so that tells me that the, the guy's mentally strong and it's just good to see him on a football pitch and go and strut his stuff because as I said a few years ago I wasn't too sure in terms of I mean he was always good in the ball and positionally he was good physically I thought maybe he might struggle but you can see physically he's he's become a real presence as well so delighted to see him back on the on the playing field and, and doing his stuff for Rangers Do you know what I'm, I'm just wondering is Bill seriously thinking about a back three next yep. season he said that I think so, he is. Uh, I can see Rangers being a back three next season. So it's a certainty he's going to sign a centre back, and certainty yeah. that he's maybe considering going to a, a back three, which is it's good if you can flip it. Um, it's always good if, if things are not going well. If you're playing in your normal four three three, that you can flip it to a a three four three or a three five two, whatever whatever way. And that also bring gets you another centre yeah. forward on the on the pitch as well. So it'll be interesting to see what way Rangers start off the season in terms of what formation they're going to go with. It's quite refreshing, Mark, isn't it, from a media point of view? He opens up, he, he was asked a question about it and he, he yeah. talks about it. Yeah, he, I, mean, <laughs> I have to be honest, yeah. I think he gives too much away, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. However, for a yeah, media point sure. of view, brilliant. And, and the fans want to know yeah. what, what's going on. I, I really do think he could be a bit more uh, uh, guarded. and you know. But that said... Um, <laughs> Back three, I, I, you know, I, it wouldn't surprise me. If, I and mean, you think about it, that's one thing I really thought Giovanni Van Bronckhorst was good at. You think about the amount of times, big European games last season, they're onto Seville, the amount of time he just flipped it, you know, from yeah. a three to a four, a five, whatever it may be, and uh, you know they adapted very quickly. The manager's been speaking about the three remaining games. Yeah, listen, on the on that last part after the weekend, we'll come out and uh, and formally let everybody know where we're at in terms of the players that are standing and leaving and. I've sat in front of you guys for a long time this year and you've bugged and badgered me to try and give you the answers, but it was important that you know we get to this point 
in terms of the young players, we've lost two of the young players in Zach Lovelace and Bailey Rice have gone away of England and Scotland's under 17s in the Euros. Um, so we've lost them. So there will be one or two others coming around and getting an opportunity. There's players who have been injured for big parts of the season that need an opportunity as well. And we're going to need everyone. We've probably got 16 players to get us through the three games next week. And uh, the three games are obviously Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. And we want to end the season well. We, we know that the, the teams we're playing this week are still all in the hunt for European places, so they're not slowing down. And it's important for us after uh, two good home wins against Aberdeen and Celtic that we back that up this weekend. And he gave us the team update for tomorrow. Yeah, obviously, Connor Sunday. went off last week, so he's a doubt for this weekend. Uh, everybody else is fine. No one's coming back into contention. So obviously it was a positive result, so we're going into the game in, in good spirits. And he had praised Barry for the captain of Rangers, the current captain, uh, James Tavernier. Yeah, when I came in 2018 as, uh, as one of the assistants, James had inherited the captaincy before we, we uh, came in and we, he kept it and he certainly was then more of a captain in terms of his performances on the pitch, around the building. There was other people equally as strong or more strong than him in personality in terms of driving standards. Now, five years later and all those appearances and winning and losing and... He must have had probably around 70 games in Europe for Rangers. He's a completely different boy. He's at a different stage of his career in life. And he's a different type of leader now, not just only on the pitch in terms of standards around here. So he's really important. And uh, he's one of the three or four that will remain this summer that's seen a lot of this club. So therefore, their importance goes up yet, uh, yet again. 400 games. It's... Yeah, and he, he splits opinion. I don't know how many times if Rangers have a bad game or a poor result it's James Tavernier that gets it in the neck and I'm afraid that's what happens yeah. when you're captain of the Rangers um, you need to have thick skin and I think he's grew into it um, there's no doubt about it and, and listen he's he's pulled Rangers through a number of games um, he's, his numbers are, are unbelievable for a a fullback. Look, he's not a screamer, a shouter. Mm. He'll no demand on the pitch. He does most of his talking with his feet. Um, but I think he comes in for a fair bit of un, uh, unjust criticism. Um, and for me, he's been a an excellent signing at three hundred grand. I don't know how many times we have spoke yeah, about it. Yeah. It's been it was an absolute steal. And um, he, he's one of the the most important players at Rangers, no doubt about it. Look, going forward, he, he's up there with the best defensively there is a question mark over him at, at times but I, I think overall he's been a, a fantastic um, signing for Rangers yeah he's, he's been great you know there's, there's no doubt uh, about that and he's, he's clearly got the, the full backing of the manager he spoke very well about him there just in terms of his the way he captains a football club the way he's a leader around the place and the way he's matured and developed into that role in terms of it almost sounds as if Michael Beale thought it might have been a wee bit too early for him when they first arrived as he said yep. they inherited him but now see that he is a, a leader the way he goes about his his business and at 300 grand it's just it's one of the best uh, pieces of transfer uh, business Rangers have done in decades Over at Celtic Callum McGregor has been speaking about tomorrow's game back at Celtic Park Yeah you know like you said it's, it's been a few weeks since we've been there great to go back as champions I think that was the the mantra when we when we left the place um, after the Motherwell game was you know the next time we get back to our stadium can we be champions and, and the objective has been completed so that's great you know a, a great lift for the players to get back in front of the home supporters and, and vice versa you know great for the supporters to, to see the team back after being successful and 
and like I say winning the league again and he's been paying tribute to St Mirren who've done so well top six yeah I expect you know pretty similar to the, the approach they've had um, any game that they've played against is really they've, they've been quite aggressive you know probably 5-3-2 two, two physical strikers in the game and, and, and try and play a little bit on counter attack so we, we pretty much expect that but then again it's it's always about what we bring to the game it's, it's how we start the game how much quality we've got in the ball how much running power we want to show so it's, it's, it's everything in the game plan and, and the game model that we speak about. So, you know, we expect a tough game. You know, they've, they've given us some tough games already. They've ran us close a few times, albeit the score lines in the end of, I've kind of ran away a little bit, but, you know, probably not told the whole story of the game. So, you know, we understand it'll be a tough game. You know, there's probably no pressure on them as well. So they come, it's a, it's a bit of a free hit. Um, but for us, like I said, it's, it's, it's always about what we do in the game. What well, captain he's been following Scott Brown who had a big night last night at the Hydro mm. I think it was the 7 or 8,000 there along with Michael Lustig just a few minutes to go Mark what do you think is going to happen tomorrow Celtic St Mirren? Yeah I think Celtic will win the game um, I think you know, they want to put a performance and a result in after last uh, weekend and it's the first of two games building or three games rather building up towards the uh, the Scottish Cup final Celtic to win 2-0 Barry what do you reckon? Um, I don't think it's going to be easy for Celtic because um, I've seen St Mirren a few weeks ago back when um, they came to Ibrox um, and I was I was impressed um, some really good performances young man well no young but the man in the middle of the pitch Ahara I thought was outstanding um, but yeah I think Celtic will be too strong and I'll go Celtic 3 St Mern 1 Hearts Aberdeen what do you reckon? No. I'm going to go a, a board draw a draw. I okay. said it on Wednesday, nothing each. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be one of the ones where they're just going to cancel each other out. Mark was away at the time, but Mark, I know you'd have been listening on the podcast. Would you, would, would, and I'm still exactly, yeah. stuff. Yeah. Off to loving, yeah. loving life. What do you think? Guy. Hearts Aberdeen. A... Yeah. I'm going to go 2 1 Aberdeen. And what do you think? Uh, right, big for Aberdeen. They will be third then. What about the game on Sunday then? On Sky? I'm going to go for. Rangers. Yeah, I'm going to go for a Rangers victory and uh, you know, I think they're really tuned in. 1-0, third clean sheet in a, a row for Robbie McCrory. Keeping it at the 10 points. Barry, what do you reckon your old team at Easter Road? Yeah, I think they'll score a few goals. I think the Hibs will I'll, I'll have a, a go at Rangers as well, but I'm going to go Hibs 1, Rangers 3. And have you seen a better game, just briefly at the end ah. now, what about that first half performance? Man City demolished Real Madrid. It was, uh, it was a privilege to watch him. Mm. The first half, the performance of some of the players, I mean, I could go through them, uh, the, the, the full starting 11 were just an absolute joy to watch that first half. Second half wasn't as good, but um, what a team. What Indeed. a team yeah. he's got there. Uh, and the thing is, they're not just unbelievable football players. See the graft they put in for one another. The work rate of that team is, is phenomenal as well. So, yeah, just a, just a joy, an absolute joy to watch. I meant to say to you, the business show on Sunday morning, it's a Scottish Government Minister. The Minister for Small Business is joining, joining Hunter and Hockey. It's Richard Nielsen Lockhead. So that's 11 o'clock on Sunday morning. Mark, we'll see you as well on Monday night. Yes. We'll be back at five. Yep. Looking forward to it. Enjoy all the games at the weekend, everyone. Cheers, Thanks, Barry. Cheers, Paul. And coming up next, after the news. Yep, we love it. When she's on, some great songs. Zoe Kelly's next. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, representing some of the biggest motor manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! 
there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. 